So what's my future? You don't have one. I see you, but you can't see me. Welcome to the Catacombs of Halloween Horror Nights. We are continuing our coverage of the classic Universal Monster movies, the movies that laid the foundation not only for Halloween Horror Nights, but for the horror genre itself. I am Matt. Joining me this week, as usual, are my co-hosts, Karen. Hello. And Quint. Hello. And tonight we are talking about 1932's The Mummy. Holy shit, are we? This is going to be a conversation. (laughs) I think so too. Uh, <laughs> this has uh, okay. Let's. I'm gonna get the the details out of the way first. Yeah, like yeah, Matt you, mentioned, you uh, you take it because I uh, the problem depends on which way this train is headed. How much I have to say. <laughs> December twenty second, nineteen thirty two. Uh, the director was Karl Freund, which I find humorous that you know the German one, which was Frankenstein, was not. A German director, but this one, which is clearly English and and Egyptian, was a German director, or at least German named. Right. Uh, we okay. have <laughs> we have Boris Karloff uh, uh, as the headliner again. Um, Zita uh, Zita Johan, David Manners, Edward Van Sloan, gee again, Arthur <laughs> Byron. Uh, those are the only ones I really took down. But I got I. Got to swear that that was a cameo by Dwight Fry in the beginning. <laughs> I d- didn't check it, but I swear yeah, it had to be as him. one of the archaeologists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I had to do a double check on that IMDb too to be sure. Mm. Was it him? No, I don't. Not that I. Not that I found at least. Ah, shit. Anyway, wow, what a movie. <laughs> um, I've I've watched this one long, long, long time ago. And by that, I mean, like when I was a teenager, because at that time I was like very interested in everything Egyptian, all of the Egyptian history, all of the stuff that was going on with the tombs, all that fun stuff. I think it was, you know, right around the time of Tutankhamun, all that kind of shit. Right. It was just it was like, I have to watch this movie. It's it's a horror movie. It's about um, Egypt. And then it's just kind of really not. I remember thinking at the time how disappointed I was. And then we should just leave it at that for now and then go <laughs> right. forward. Um, Karen, uh, just give me your brief expectations of what you were thinking going into this movie. Um, I didn't have many expectations. I, I, I've been trying not to go into any of these with any kind of expectations. Um, I think Frankenstein was a little harder because I'd seen so many different adaptations of it. Um, this one was a little easier because I think the the only one that I know of or had seen was the Brendan Fraser one. Mm-hmm. And I knew it would be nothing like that. I didn't expect it to be. Right. Um, Although the, so, the story is very similar to the first to to Brendan it, Fraser yeah. first one. Yeah. So it uses what I the remember, same Egyptian mummy. Yeah. All the, all the, the Egyptian characters are the same. Yeah. I, the thing that I remembered as a kid going into this, expecting mummies, mm, mm. right? And not really getting mummies at all out of this movie. Yeah. And, and that was the big disappointment I had when I was a kid. Knowing it now, going into this and watching it, pretty much rewatching it, because I don't, I don't remember shit about this movie. <laughs> um, I. I grudgingly agree with the Rotten Tomatoes percentage, which is 93. Well, I do and I don't. We'll get into that later, I think. <laughs> it's still 93 on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, so some of the first things that I wanted to get get through right away is we're actually starting to see some repetitive elements in these horror movies now. Um, uh, wait, I, could I just add in uh, one thing? When yeah. you said that no, seeing no money, mummies, I think that was the one disappointment 
meant because I always like you always had the idea that that's where the iconic image of the mummy came from. Like the last two that we talked about, all these horror tropes and everything came from those last two movies. Whereas right. in this case, the image of the mummy not ne- it doesn't necessarily come from this one, and that's that's the only expectation that I had had, and it wasn't there. <laughs> It is and it isn't. It's is not. It? Yeah. It's not to the extent you'd expect it to be. Right, I mean, right. he is in the beginning, and we see him wrapped later in a. I guess we're going to call it a flashback sequence, but not ex- absolutely not to the extent of what you said, and you don't get the. And this this may be a a uh, what do you, something that's developed over pop culture. People may have just put the Frankenstein movement in with the mummy, you know, with the arms out and the wrappings right. and whatnot. But yeah, I mean, I, I completely agree with you. It's it 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 is there if you really look, but on a casual viewing, waiting for it, it's it's not on, at the same token. Yeah, it, it's it's not that. I, I I know exactly what you're talking about, Karen, because that that was something <laughs> yeah. that I experienced at a young age, and and that was one of the reasons I never revisited this movie because it was like this is not fucking mummy stuff. Fuck you, man. <laughs> Mummies have wrappings and shit, you know. This um, is the this is uh, I have to confess I'm probably I've probably seen the Universal Monster movies in general more than any of us here, but this one I have not watched from beginning to end since the first time I watched it from beginning to end, like. 25 years ago and well oh really yeah i mean just it's it is uh, it's just a slow burn compared to what we've watched already and what we're Mm -hmm. gonna watch when we jump into the next one not to not that i'm you know trying to push this through and get to the next one but we get the visible man and i'm sorry to the invisible man it's of the same pace of uh frankenstein from what i remember in my opinion this is not this is not yeah so um okay so the one other, just me no <laughs> no oh god no there were some other technical things like there was more than than a single page of credits which was kind of unusual um or at least a, an evolution from what we've seen of the other uh movies from you know it was usually just it's here's your one pager and then we're gonna get on with the story this actually had uh, like three or four pages of credits plus the title page so that was kind of interesting we're starting to see that progression of movie making where you know more more people and more uh more credits are actually being um presented and the title page was a uh a, i guess you call it a sculpture it wasn't a drawing or a painting yeah. so that's yeah. new too i mean it's a, that is de- that definitely looks aged but i mean it's it's nice to see i mean watching this in order is actually a lot of fun even though i i like I said, I haven't watched this one in like 25 years beginning to end, but it's still fun to see how things are changing. And even though maybe that has that title has a little bit of hit and miss and it does not maybe even hold up to the past 90 years, obviously, it's still nice to see that they tried something new and they're not just, they're finding what works, but they're still going as yeah as we're going to be discussing throughout this whole series. That, that, that opening scene where... You know, they've got a mummy open and they, I mean, they just jump right into it. It's like, here we go. We had this mummy. We <laughs> uncovered this other box. Really? No, we're not going to open the box. We're not going to do that. And yeah, of course, dude's sitting there alone. He, he sells that resisting it bit pretty well, I thought. Uh, and then, you know, up comes the curse. He opens the box. Up comes the curse. Um, I, there was so many good things about the scene. Once the two old guys left, that I I I, I was grinning, I was grinning a big shit eating grin right off the bat for this movie. So I I don't know. It started well for me. You made a great point. It does hit the ground running, and I think that's what mm-hmm. actually makes it harder to watch being the end for me. Is that once we flash forward ten years after that, that pace stops. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and and but you know. This is also a technique that's still used in movies today, where anytime you've got kind of a slow burn movie, they often open with a flashback or something really, really intense and active and then and then feed into the slow burn. You know what I mean? It's it's yeah, but it's still used. Yeah, oh it, it is, it is, but this was <laughs> slower than slow burn. <laughs> yes. This one uh, I I got to a point where back up. Yeah, yeah. 
I, I the the couple of things that I loved when they were were lifting the lid off of the uh, uh, off of the, the mate. Not off the main thing, but but when the guy was pretending that lid was so heavy. Oh, oh god! Oh that my was god! That, awesome. That was yeah. like where he basically broke it on camera. Yeah. I can't believe they didn't yeah. go back and reshoot that. That's like, and then it almost seems like there was a voiceover put in there to make up for it. It's like, oh, it's heavy, but then all of a sudden there's like that follow-up voice saying, oh, it's also very fragile and old. Yeah, that's because you just yes, busted yes. the thing right on camera. <laughs> right. Well, that styrofoam just got busted. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, um. And and the the awesome archaeology archaeology techniques that they're using at the time. Oh, we're just gonna rip this open and rip that <laughs> open. Oh, yes, I had yeah. I did have that note. These are the most haphazard Holy archaeologists shit. on the face of the earth. Yeah, it's like if you ever watch, and you probably incredible. You probably seen them more than me. All, any of those specials on whatever science channel when they find something new, it's like it takes them like a, a freaking Months. year and a half to dust away every little piece of sand before they even begin to lift it off the ground. This are just like whoop. Boom. Yeah. Done. Now, I, Hand I me that chisel. It. In the, th- in the <laughs> 30s, archaeology was not quite what it is today. Well, yeah. But even for the <laughs> 30s, archaeology, <laughs> this say. is bad. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, the, the, when the monster awakens, uh, I loved, I, I actually just loved that whole scene where you could see the, the whole thing coming up behind the dude. And that dude's laugh when he starts, when he sees the monster, it's just like Renfield all over again mm-hmm. to me. Uh, it was, it was just that, that I am going insane. I'm so scared that I can't make a bowel movement <laughs> and oh my God, all I can do is laugh and, and, and my mind is breaking. Um, the hand reaching in was a great effect. So yeah, it started out really, really good. Are we going to call the, uh, maniacal or the, ins- I guess not maniacal cause he's not, he's not, uh, plotting, but the, uh, uh, insanity laugh trope at this point because we've had three in a row. Yeah. Okay. Because it yeah. starts with starts with obviously with Renfield and Dracula, then Frankenstein. But I think more than once in Frankenstein. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And, I mean, uh, I guess I think I think it's just an effect that that conveys, or at least at the time, conveyed madness and uh, you know uh, the breaking of a mind so well because you know a grown man would that's, not do that especially at that time that's a good way to right? say it yeah um at that time uh, you know grown men were expected to be tough macho you know the epitome of manliness and you know having a grown man just just giggling like a little girl basically in fear it does a lot of things for the audience i think and it they found it they started using it and it worked it worked yeah yeah, just for some reason, it's like it. It. This is the first time when he's halfway through his laugh, and I'm like, okay, all right, we, we get it. Enough. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So after this, we go ahead ten years, um, and we we do get into kind of the slow stuff. Um, there were a couple of things that I actually enjoyed about the sort of montage that we got. Uh, a lot of moving camera shots. Some were things moving in front of the camera, but there were some obvious camera moving shots. The inside of the the, um, the museum, just to be specific, that was actually an interesting thing to see from a cinematography from a cinematography uh, point of view. That one, that thing. Uh, it's what else? And and I hadn't. I, I don't know. Were were that kind of montages used in in that time, or was this one of the first ones they're doing? I don't know. Um, it's as an eighties film buff, montages are always welcome. <laughs> yeah. They're just missing a robot and a, a peppy music score. Right. Emotep comes back. I don't know what the hell else they were calling him. I forgot. I didn't write <laughs> it down. Cause uh, you know, it didn't really seem they kept calling him that with, uh, yeah, that's it. it well, it's, it's death by raw, uh, anagrammed. Uh, it's an anagram of death by raw. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, I was wondering why they would come up with the name Ardeth Bay. Yeah. I had to look it up. And we have a whole lot of exposition going on now. Uh, oh, I yeah. think I, I know what they were trying to get at, right? They were trying to, to, to get you to understand that this chick with her half Egyptian heritage was, you know, had this soul reincarnated into her without just coming out and telling you this. Right. And 
it sort of worked, but it just took way too long. And I have no idea how that dress did not give us a nip slip. <laughs> wow. Double-sided tape. I guess. Seriously, man, that thing was cut so low down. It was like, wow. Uh, that's true. I can't argue that. I'm not going scene through scene what we get. No, no, please don't do that. No, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to I'm going to hit some highlights. I um, do want to talk about what I like about this movie. I mean, obviously, I, I don't think I'm giving any spoiler to anybody saying this is not my favorite of, of the group, but it does have its yeah. moments. And, and really, honestly, when we and I think we're going to get to it, there, there's some really strong stuff coming from Karloff after the exposition. Yeah. Now. Yes. One of the things that I really enjoyed about this movie was that the heroine was sassy as fuck. I mean, she took no shit. She didn't take any of the dude's cheeky bullshit. And um, I like that, especially from a movie this age. That's not as common as it, you know, it is these days. Right. I, I can't think of anything in the rest of this exposition <laughs> that I really like. So like there's the only, exposition is only we find this stuff out. There's this scroll that they keep passing back and forth. Oh, that, um, you know, to this day, st- I still don't quite. I mean, I do understand the end result of the scroll, but there's a lot going. There's, I think they overcomplicated that part. I, I, I this is speculation. A huge amount. Yeah, I mean, this is speculation. Usually, at, for preparing for these, I, I listen to all the commentary tracks and I do all the behind the scenes. I didn't for this one when this was, when I was done watching this, I was done. So yeah. I, I, but I, I don't know if it's a case of it wasn't clear the first time around in the past of the script and then they went too much or if it's like that from the beginning, but it's like, I mean, I get it in the end, but I really didn't follow what was happening between the beginning and the end. And honestly, I understood the beginning and understood the end and didn't need everything in the middle. Yeah, you really yeah. didn't. Yeah, I think, I think you're right. Like there's th- that we're trying to tell too much story. Yeah. Uh, a yeah. little bit too much detail. They, they did what I actually had hoped for. And that was like, they went into a lot of the mythology and the, the Egyptology and stuff. They just did such a shitty job of it, <laughs> you know, that it made it, it made it bad both ways. I think, um, the, I was, yeah. The only thing I have noted so unrelated to this movie about the middle part of the movie is the line. Do you have to open graves to find girls to fall in love with? Karen, that you, was brilliant. Well, if Karen doesn't recognize this before watching the movie, then she's not my sister. Do you have you heard this before? Uh oh, we have uh, we have a, we have somebody on the line that's not supposed to be on this podcast. Uh, you don't know. Uh, it's from it is a transition line. In the song from White Zombie, not even Rob Zombie, from White Zombie between Welcome to Planet Motherfucker and Psychoholic Slag. Oh. I've heard this. Yeah, this. I've uh, heard this so many times. I, was, I swear, I was like, Karen's going to know this. This is the only thing she's going to know from this movie. Well, you yeah, really are behind on the Universal Monster movies if you don't recognize it from that. Nope. Mm. Wow. Well, now you got to go listen to that song. Yep. You actually have to listen but to both, because I, if you oh, listen yeah. to just one, it stops before it plays it. Okay. <laughs> You're not going to listen to it. I can right tell. Now. <laughs> <laughs> I have to listen to two Rob Zombie songs. Oh, I love Rob Zombie songs. There's also, I also did have a note. We we, we kind of groaned and chuckled at Van Sloanen again, but I will say for being in three in a row, he is playing three different characters well enough to not say there's Van Sloan again being Van Sloan. So... I I yeah. I give him credit for Agreed. that. His role a little think- in in this is a little more like his role in Dracula, like the Van Helsing character, mm-hmm. but still different enough that it's not obvious. Right. I actually think this was some of his best acting. Okay, I could buy that. Too. I yet. could go with that too. I, mean, I think he's 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 gone through it twice now, and he's going through it a third time. He's playing similar type of character, but. Um, he's giving this one. He was giving a lot of different nuance because his other two characters were very based in science, science, science. And this character had a lot of the occult. He believed in a lot of the occult and that wasn't a mix he'd had to play before. And I, I thought he did a really good job. Yeah, I agree. Oh, I did have a third note. That dog is gone. That dog that the Nubian did not get a hold of leash. He's gone. He probably left forever. He's like, I'm out of here. Fuck this shit. I am gone. 
Oh, yeah, and, that, for any, that whole- and for any Kevin Smith fans, my last comment is, what's a Nubian? Fuck Lando Calrissian. Are you done? I don't know. Okay. That's what I said to the movie at about the 40-minute point. Are you done? You know, and that was the thing. It's like the dog thing. That didn't need to be there. The whole cat thing. I like the cat. The cat was kind of cool. It gave us some sassy looks. Didn't need to be in there at all. <laughs> right, that's true. Yeah. You know, there was a lot of, of stuff that was so superfluous that it was just like, no, you, you now you're just like, you're beating me on the head with this shit. And I, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Um, there was some pretty good magic scenes. Uh, I liked the scene with him over the, the bubbling pond of water that he had and you know reaching out and giving dude a heart attack that was pretty damn cool um it just kind of i think it emphasized to me the the power and and level of fear that you're or level of respect at least you should have for the character Mm -hmm. the thing that was all that i also wrote down was that they go through all this exposition and all this build up about what's supposed to be happening and all this stuff and they never really kind of expound on the fact that he's a living mummy and he's this, <laughs> yeah. you know, like they don't expound on that at all, except there, that he doesn't like to be touched. There was, Oh yeah, the dog yeah. doesn't like him. There was a point where, Oh, who was it? I think it was Dr. Mueller that said something to the effect. I mean, we jumped from them not saying, not, ever saying anything to him jumping saying i know what you are or something like that with it's like for all the slow burn we had we made this jump with zero story right. explanation of how they figured this out uh, it was it was crazy <laughs> oh and and right in there the the car effects were laughable them riding in the car <laughs> well that was new <laughs> oh too that was new uh, i mean was. I, I, I i saw that and definitely recognize that as this is the first time they're trying it for this type of movie so that actually yeah. i mean yes it stood out but then it's like my mind adjusted and and, and totally you know, oh, yeah. gave it a pass oh, yeah. the flashback i really like the flashback. this is where the movie picks up this is where it's yes. really good this is where i remember i, I do remember that I like Karloff in this movie and watching it from being in the first time, I was really questioning, why do I have that memory? And then we get to this yeah. and that's when I remember why I like him in this movie. Cause he finally gets to act. So here's the thing. I have two notes. I have one that's like right now it's dragging a lot. And then flashback with like four exclamation marks after it. And it's like, that's how this movie went. It was like, just all of a sudden switched on again. Yeah. 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 I mean, um, I, I love the last, quarter of this movie the last 20 minutes it, it's it's yeah. it is some of the best of the whole universal classic monster series but not the rest of the movie and it's like that fucking rogue one of universal classic monster movies hey, 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 <laughs> yeah. um she's okay she gets back she begs to be saved and then we get to a, this this little point where i found it very dracula <laughs> um, you know, they're trying to keep her away from dude and they've got this charm and all, you know, they, there's, there's a twist on the charm, of course, um, and all this stuff, but it was, it felt very Dracula to me. Right. And that's where one of the things where I was like, yeah, they took parts of Frankenstein and parts of Dracula and, and kind of wove it in through, throughout this movie. So we're starting what you were saying. We're starting to see some of the tropes. We're starting to see some of the reuse of, of plot points and things like that. Yeah. Um, it didn't take me out of it much, but it was just, I saw it. And, and then again, uh, we go from, let's keep her safe. Let's keep her away from him to, ah, next time she's just got to go. Cause we're just going to use her as bait. The bait. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> I don't, uh, yeah. Well, okay. Um, uh, shark jumped. Let's go. <laughs> um, let's see, let's see some mummy stuff. Uh, Ah, the kitty, the kitty comes in and out of these scenes and I, I every time it's in a scene, I think it steals it, but that's just me. Um, it's got some good looks. It, it evacuates at the right times. It does a whole lot of, they, they handled the kitty. Well, <laughs> you're really oh. focused on that kitty. <laughs> Dude, I was bored. I just man. want to know where the dog went. <laughs> that dog left. 
that's another that's like i I guess i focus on i I guess i am focusing on the 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 stuff that's really odd in this movie the uh that's another thing that i'm surprised they didn't reshoot because you see noble johnson the guy that plays a nubian like reach for the dog and miss and it's like it's like and then he tries to recover and then he gets back he was actually out of character on film for like yeah. a, a, a full second and then got back in. It's like, I can't believe they didn't reshoot that either. Yep. This one's very different than the last two we watched in a lot of ways. It is. Yeah, it is. Um, I think they spent money in different places because yes, there was a lot of bingo. Yep. There was a lot, a lot of on-site shots. There was a lot. And, and I mean, we had some moving camera shots that we were talking about. Um, you know, there was you know, like when they were doing that physical dig uh, for, for digging her corpse out, um, there was, that was a lot of, of tough camera work and, you know, on-site stuff. Those weren't sets, right? They were on a hill digging shit. Um, so I think they spent money in different places. I agree. Yep. I agree. I think you're right on that one. Again, I don't know the history of this as much as I do the others. I, I probably should. I really should probably take the time to learn it. Um, but I, I, I don't think you're probably too far from, from, from something with that statement. Oh, uh, and then... <sighs> we get to the climax of this whole thing and the climax of all of this is fun, but it is just as much of a clusterfuck as the rest of this movie. <laughs> well, there is a big, this of the, of the, I really only know a couple behind the scenes type deals with this movie. And this is one I'm going to start with the, well, I do start with the resurrection scene. And that is like, that is talk about another jump to in story without any explanation. Right. A- apparently, there was a huge sequence of the resurrection films, but it just was not in editing was not coming together. Right. Or something happened mm-hmm. or pieces were missed. And I is either a time constraint or a budget constraint or a little bit of both. Instead of fixing it, what they did was that, that little superimposed camera trick. So there is supposed to be something there that set, kind of sets the scene up to be the climax of the movie, but it's gone. So I think that uh-huh. has a lot to do. Well, that's the start of this. It's really the start of this. And when you don't have a strong start, <laughs> things don't fall into place so easy. Yeah. Uh, it was. Uh, or I'm, not, I'm sorry. Reincarnation, not resurrection. Reincarnation. But you know what I meant. You saw the movie. Yeah. 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 Um, and it, I, I don't know. And then, she, you know, there's enough of her there that she can call on ISIS. <laughs> and yet, I don't know. Like, it was there, there was just all these pieces going together that's that why i'm that just so weird i'm really wondering if the sequence of her reincarnation was a bit of a battle between the two characters between helen and ancus right. uh, and, and that would have explained why she is falling for him then not without any you know signs of a struggle it's it's i think a lot of what doesn't work in this scene I think is lost was, because of that. But, it was on the cutting, yeah, on the cutting room right, floor. Yeah. But I want to say, as 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 maybe some the problems that are in this scene that are as far as the story goes, this is some of Karloff's best acting in this movie. I don't argue that at all. Um, I think Karloff did a great job in all most of this movie. I mean, even when it was dry, when when he was on on the the on camera. It, it, the makeup was done really oh, well. It, I, I was waiting the to be held yeah, up. To I, this. I didn't know if we were going to talk about this, like in its own subject, but the make, I mean, a, a, another thing that really does work for this movie is his makeup. That is so oh, yeah. good. Even by today's stand, not even by the, t- in today's standards, his makeup is so good in this movie. The other thing that, that they did well was they did that trick of light with his eyes. Yeah. Where, you know, they, you know, they would just, I don't know what they were doing. They must've been shifting light on a mirror or something. And they would kind of make the whites of his eyes flash. Yeah, right. Um, they did a really good job with that. Karen, have you but, ever seen the, uh, you haven't, I just realized I was putting my notes that that is, that shot is the, 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 of all the imagery of Karloff from this movie. That's the shot they use for his portrait in the mummy section of the, uh, monster cafe universal. Have you ever actually gone into that Karen? I don't think I have. Okay, well, now that you... Not that I can remember. Now that you're seeing these movies, and you'll probably have a more appreciation for the names you see in the scripts and the set pieces and the props, yeah. now's a better time to see it than probably before. So that's that's something we have to do this year's Halloween Horror, Horror Night Strip, for sure. We got to take you in there. 
because that's a really neat place. Yeah. That's like a that is a hard rock cafe of horror movies of universal horror movies. Pretty much. So, I mean, we wrap up the the monster is dead and and everybody's happy. I think. I think. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, it, it wraps up really quickly. Then again, most of these movies did. The, this uh, one, so the, they do. And this one, I, I don't think it actually, I, I felt like it wrapped up faster than the others, but I don't think it did. I think I was just like ready. This it was time. a jarring ending. Yeah. Though, I thought. But they, yeah. they all are though. I mean, Frankenstein was just as much when you think yeah. about it. It just, I, they were. I don't know why this one stood out. Probably because I was waiting for it for so long. I went, oh, there it right. is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's unfortunate. I think they tried a lot of cool things and um, just it just didn't make it for me. Uh, I, I It was well received at the time, I think. Um, it still has it's, a lot of fans at 93% in Rotten Tomatoes. So there's there's no doubt that it was that it was a well received and pretty pretty good movie, but for me it this is the one that's so far fallen the flattest. That's uh, and you you said the right words for me as well but i mean i've heard people rave about this it's some of it's it's not just some it's it's a lot of people's favorite of the classic movies and i mean i i i guess i can understand why i mean starting with the makeup and if you want a character driven story that i mean we have characters in the other ones of course are driven this one is like this is i think more so in that realm it's not the man versus uh, un- I was gonna say nature, but maybe the unnatural in both sense with Dracula and Frankenstein. So I, I could see why it's some people's favorite. It's just it's this is n- not what I like in my classic horror movies, and and but I mean it's it's still I could see why it's a classic though. I, it's it's a really weird thing to sit here and probably and probably not said very complimentary things for the past 30 minutes and sit here and still say, say, yeah, it deserves to be a classic, but I mean, it, it is, it's, it's, it, again, it, I take a lot of in consideration, Karloff, the makeup, the time it was done. It was the third movie of, of the talkies for horror movies. They're trying new things and some of them didn't work for me, but they work for other people. And I think one of the things that struck me about this movie was that the, the drive and the, the, yeah, the drive of the monster and the 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 cause of the monster. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, anyway, um, was much more human than their other two. Uh, the other two were. I mean, I mean, this guy was just doing it because for love, right? This guy. Was I was just going to say, in a bizarre in, way, it's a love story. Right, he was completely into it, and it was completely a love story. He was trying to bring back his one true love reincarnated past time he'd waited all this time for her and all this stuff and it was like you had much more you had a lot of sympathy for the monster at least i had more sympathy for the monster than i did for sure of frankenstein and yes of dracula as well Mm. yeah that's a that's a good observation i i still think i probably have more sympathy for frankenstein but i also wasn't looking at it i didn't i didn't come to that conclusion while watching it that's a that's an interesting idea and I mean it, not when I say interesting, just to stop the conversation. Okay. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, cinematography wise, I think we've gone through some of the highlights, most of the highlights. It actually, that's, it's probably of the three. It's probably, and, and it makes sense to be it, 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 that it would be, it probably is the best of the three so far. Yes. They, they tried new things. Some of them worked. Um, I, there wasn't much that didn't work. There wasn't. I just I, think yeah. that, I can't really could have used a few reshoots. It's it's actually really funny that it's uh, the things I complain about that have anything to do with being camera is actually stuff that's on camera, like the obviously breaking of the prop of that chest and then the the the, the, yeah. the runaway of the dog. But that's not because of the cinematography. They just for some reason decided not to do a second take of either of those. Production values, because of the things you were just mentioning, I think they they get some hits there. Um, I think that they could have done reshoots. I think that what was left on the cutting room floor for that, uh, for the end scene, for the, the, the whole reincarnation thing, um, I thought we could have gotten a lot of, a little bit more from them anyway. So, yeah, I, I'd say that the production values take a bit of a hit. Uh, the script was too long and too dry for too long dry yeah i mean too long it's it's hard to believe this is only 73 minutes because it feels a lot longer yeah. although 
I, I, and then I flipped to, I really liked the, the female lead. I thought I liked her sass. Like even when she came back from that, that traumatic experience with, um, Imhotep, you know, watching her, her supposed past, she was still like sassing him, sassing the dude that was talking to it. Like, I just, I really, really enjoyed her character and the way it was written. So there's some good stuff in the script. It's just, they, they needed to, to prune heavily. Mm-hmm. And they had actually done a lot of pruning. Apparently there was um, a large section of flashback about her past lives that mm. they completely cut out. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's a good thing, I think. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, the, I don't can't see how any of them would have been material to the rest of no. the story. There was yeah. another thing I noticed that it was in it a lot more than the first two we watched. The music score, especially during the yeah. Emotep burial, that was all yep. music scored, and there was no dialogue. And that was that that, that I can't imagine how, what that would have been like without it. Honestly, no, it was it, it was very different that way. I actually had that written down as well. Oh, okay. Uh, um, I don't know where I was going to get to it, but. Uh, <laughs> Um, the last thing acting, I can't give anything but full points for acting. Yeah. Um, there's, I don't have a problem with anyone's performance in this. Honestly, there's, there isn't anyone I would take uh, out. I got a little annoyed at, uh, Oh, I forget the character, the guy that I, the, with the, with the insane laugh. Um, oh, Ralph yeah, Norton, yeah. I think, yeah. yeah. Uh, he, that I, I thought, like I said, it, if he cut that in half, that wouldn't have bothered me, but it went on a little too long, but that's. Mm. That's no, I nothing. Like, I, I actually liked that. I thought I thought that was just spot on. I didn't mind that at all. Well, I didn't. Um, I did not buy his laugh. Let's give it that. I had no problems with. <laughs> I had no problems with his performance of it. I just thought, you know, eh, that could have been just a little shorter. But that's a minor nitpick. I'm just, again, I'm I'm yeah. looking. I'm, I'm trying to critique the movie, and that's that's a that's just that's minor. Other than that, I liked everybody. I like I said, I always remember that I like Karloff in this movie. I was honestly questioning that, but until we got to the the finale, that's or the the last. 20 minute sequence. And that's when he really excels to me. So I still really like Karloff in this movie. Yeah. I thought he had good moments during the, the that slow burn, but they were just too few and far between yeah. to yep. the thing going. Yeah. They are few. Uh, that is true. That is true. Yeah. Uh, let's see. That's really all I've got related to the actual movie. Um, Let's do a quick review round. How many? How many out of five cloth wrapped emaciated fingers? <laughs> Start with Matt. Oh, you know it's so tough because it is a classic Universal horror movie, and I don't want to give them too low a rating. But I, I'll, and this might be tipping my hat to later ones. This is probably my, my lowest rating. And because of the history, because of Karloff, because of all the performance, and because of the fact that the, the the idea of the mummy has stuck around since 1932 in a horror film fashion, I can't go any lower than half and say two and a half stars. All right. That's that's a low rate. Compared to our last ones and compared to what's coming up. <laughs> yeah. Karen. Yeah, not I I'm I don't know what's coming. Um, but based on what I've seen, this so far has been Probably the lowest, just because of the, the slow pace um, of the storyline. Um, but I, I'm going to give it a, a three cool. wrap mummy fingers okay. out of five. <laughs> I'm still going to go with, uh, despite everything we talked about, I had way more fun watching this movie than I thought I was going to because I had such a negative opinion from when I first watched it so many years ago. I'm still going four out of five with this one. Um, well, maybe three and a half out of five out of this one. This one was <laughs> well, still good. Three. Well, wait, no. Uh, <laughs> I, I still enjoyed the, the, um, the inclusion of all the Egyptian elements. I still enjoyed a lot of the, the pieces that were going on. I respected the story they were trying to tell. Just, they just fell short in, in certain areas. Um, yeah, three and a half for sure. Uh, this is, this is, I mean, not to defend my, my rating. This is just not my movie from, from idea. I, I am not, I, I enjoy really big news about, Egyptian archaeology, but I don't know 
anything about it and it doesn't hold my interest. So uh-huh. honestly, the the base of this is already working against it. And I just, oh, God, it's just yeah. so, it's so slow to me. And and compared to the way it starts and the way it ends, yeah, it's just. It, See, and that makes, that makes complete sense. Just, I mean, when I, when I talk to you about books too, it's like we talk about fantasy and science fiction. And you're like, I do science fiction. I don't do this fantasy shit. Right, like, yeah, oh, yeah, exactly right. right, right yeah. You know, <laughs> so, so like I do future and past, you know, I do, I do SpaceX and, and you know, Egyptology. Right. You're like, yeah, Egyptology. Okay. Whatever. But SpaceX. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. So it, it makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense to me. Okay. All right. Um, um, one, one really cool thing that I do know about the behind the scenes that I really enjoy. Cause I am, I, I am a big Boris Karloff fan is that we go from Frankenstein which has the opening credits of the monster as a question mark. They don't even really, I mean, they, they toy with the idea of the mystery of the monster, but they, they basically aren't banking anything on Boris, Boris Karloff himself. He becomes so popular from Frankenstein that when the poster is released for the trailers, it says Karloff, the mummy, and Karloff is as big as the mummy. They're now, he's now a... They're banking on the yeah, name. They're now banking on the name. He's done a lot. I mean, he, he. I'm sorry. He's the popularity for him has grown a lot since Frankenstein. And I'm actually really, really happy to 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 see that as we're kind of following him along with all this. Me too. Uh, I I thought he did a fantastic job. I mean, it, nothing more than a five out of five for his part yeah. in this one. Yep. All right, over to let's go HHN related for quick here. Um, God, this is a, a hard list. To, this this I. I this one's really hard. Um, yeah, I know. Go ahead. <laughs> I'll help you out best I can. You know, I honestly, what I did is I, I just went through and I went, okay, these are the ones that I know for sure that was, was mummy inspired and, or, or sorry, with mummy was in or mummy mostly inspired or whatever. And then the rest, I just like, I was like, you know what? The listeners are going to chew us out if I forget stuff. So I'm just going <laughs> to invite them to tell me all of the good times that they've seen mummy stuff. Um, 1991 advertisements and media, they were, you know, this was all of them, the monsters. They were, they weren't everything that they were doing that first year. Uh, 95 universals, house of horrors, 96 universals, new house of horrors, 97 universals, museum of horrors, 98 museum of horror, chamber of horrors, 99 universals, creature, <coughs> pardon me, universals, creature features in 3d, uh, 2000 universal classic monster mania. Uh, I know I missed a couple, but we get to Jack presents, uh, the mummy. Oh, is it the mummy or the bride of the mummy that was in Jack? Oh, the, um, the, uh, I think it was the, you're talking about the house. The, yeah. Well, that was, years of Monster. If there was a mummy character, I don't think that I ever saw, it the but bride. there was, there was like a, no, it was, it was, I don't know what that's the thing. It was just a, it was, it was, this was a really weird house. You or a place for the mummy. You came out of the. Um, uh, mm-hmm. Phantom of the Opera slash Hunchback of Notre Dame turning into, I think, the Wolfman going into Frankenstein. But in the little corner, I mean, it was like a doorway worth of of viewing area. But the room itself was like this weird triangular room with an, uh, a sarcophagus and and hieroglyphics. Yeah. And it was that was a very odd room. I mean, I'm glad they included it, but it was a very odd placement of that. And I don't know, apart yeah. from taking a real good look at it when we went on our tours what i actually yeah. saw that when we went through the house live yeah there were he was, i think he was also in um all night dying right emotep was the uh the the, yeah, the fez wearing version of him yes yes the fez wearing version was in yep. um and he was in the black and white part yes yep of of all night dying uh that is all i've got this one is so hard because of, and we didn't really talk about it, is because of the other attempts of resurrecting this movie. Um, the whole right. Brandon I Fraser did not thing. include the yeah, Brandon Fraser stuff. And apart from that, there's also the very first Halloween Hard Nights I went to, Halloween Hard Nights 9, the picture on the front was a mummy, not the yes. mummy. And so That's it's true. like the like the idea of a mummy has been with it probably oh, every year in one way or an, another for 26 years going on 27. It's just uh, where and and which version and it, or was it not even and, and anything? Where do you stop your de- definition it, of mummy? Bingo, right? Cause yeah, like the yeah. banshees last year, right. Were, were kind of mummies like, yeah, yeah, it, it's, yeah. It, it's, it won't emaciated dead. 
on yeah, dead I guess so, creatures, right? Yeah, right? Like, yeah. What the hell? It's um, yeah, I, I, yeah, exactly. It's it, uh, where do you draw the line of what you define as a mummy? But a, but Karloff's mummy. I yeah. mean, like you got you got a pretty fair amount, if not most of it. Yeah, um, there is a ton of stuff, and, and I'm glad you brought it up. But there is a ton of stuff with the Brendan Fraser stuff, including that the, they still have the mummy ride right there. That's usually open for Halloween Horror Nights. True. Yeah. Um, yep. And, uh, uh, you know, it's a uh, great, a great Halloween themed ride. It doesn't feel out of place at all in the rest of the, uh, Halloween Horror Night stuff. Um, have we all been on, I know Quentin and I have Karen, were you, did you and I go on it in Hollywood? I would imagine so. Yeah. We must have. It's, I, it always surprises me how different those two rides are. I agree. There's no Brandon Fraser yelling for his coffee at the <laughs> There's end. There's no Brandon Fraser. There's right. no fire in the ceiling. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's the, that weird room where all the hands are reaching down from the ceiling. And actually, now now that we've discussed this movie, uh, the, the mummy ride in Hollywood actually ends about as abrupt as the 1932 version of the mummy. Mm. Just kind of ends. The door's open. It's like, oh, okay. Oh. Yeah. We're done. Yeah. Uh, but there was there was a couple of mazes based on the Brendan Fraser mummy, right? Yeah, uh, I think the reason that um the year I went uh, uh nine was uh had the had a mummy on the cover was there was a mummy um maze that year. I think there was a Scorpion King themed one after right. that, or a couple years after that, and uh, there may have been more after that. I, I don't recall. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's, they, every, and I, 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 it would not surprise me when the hell does the Tom Cruise one that I am so not excited about coming out. If it's this, oh, this year, it, I know it's this year, yeah. but when it, it there it would not when. surprise me if it's out around then let's see. Oh God. It, I wouldn't oh, surprise God, me no. if there is one based after that, that one I was excited about the idea of, because I think I, I just, I'm always excited about an idea of, a of, Reimagination yeah, of one of the have classics. You seen the trailer? I, I was gonna say until I saw the trailer. Until I saw the trailer, and I was like, I am uh, like, not looking forward. What are you, what are you talking about? Like clicking metal coffins that are like, what the fuck are you doing with this shit? This is not. Uh, yeah, it looks like shit. It just it's says like two thousand shit. <laughs> uh, oh no, it says June of two thousand seventeen. So realistically, this could be featured this year. Awesome. I'm assuming Fuck it's a Tom universal Cruise. picture. I don't know why it wouldn't be. I hate Tom Cruise so much. <laughs> yeah, it's a universal picture. Of course it is. Of course it is. Yeah, I'm not looking forward to this one. No. <laughs> not really. <laughs> All right. Let's start talking about some better stuff. Um, we do have the Invisible Man coming up. Yes. And I'm I'm we've, I think we've kind of hammered down a way for us to see, keep recording on a on a regular basis yep. and I'm going to try and keep us on schedule now. So we hope to do that within the next couple of weeks yep. and keep going from there. Um hey, we'll probably so ramp the, that right into picking up where we left off on our year-to-year coverage which also coincides with the announcements which probably will be coming sooner than later because we know what dates it's running and that's always the first that's what starts everything so see i've got it i think i've got it up right here we've got this year we are going to have halloween horror nights but you know hurricanes (laughs) yeah god yeah that's i hope not september 15th 17th 21 21st 22nd 24th 29th you missed a couple there where do you read it from I am reading it right from their site. Oh, really? <laughs> you missed a missed a couple of Saturdays. I don't know why. I did. The I don't know. <laughs> it's every Friday, Saturday, and Sunday from the September fifteenth to uh, November fourth, and then some select Fridays and Thursdays as usual. So just check it out at Halloween and Hard some Bakes. Wednesdays and some. Oh yes, and some Wednesdays. You're right. You're absolutely right. Yep, it's four Wednesdays this year. Yep, and a Tuesday. Yes, oh. the day before Halloween. So. Oh, and a no, Monday, the day, the day before Halloween. Wow, I'm just yeah, okay. Let's freak don't listen to a word we said. Just go to HalloweenHorrorNights.com <laughs> slash Orlando. They that's where we're we can't fucking read a calendar, apparently. Yeah, just go to www.halloweenhorrornights.com slash Orlando slash tickets.html. That whole map of nights is right there. Oh, you're looking at the uh, upgrade tickets. Yes, yes, you're not looking at the event calendar. Yeah, the actual yeah. calendar is on the front page before you even get to that. I didn't see that. Yep. 
No worries. That's not even the the event tickets. In fact, the uh, yeah tickets are the big tickets are not on sale yet. The uh, add on tickets are. If you already are planning your visit to Universal Studios outside of Halloween Horror Nights and you're now right. deciding to go, you can get your tickets for uh, the go with the add on to your day ticket. But other than that, tickets are not on sale yet as of this recording. If you're picking up this recording right. late, who knows? But don't worry about uh us not announcing it because i'm sure there'll be a massive article post on news as and probably some kind of follow-up and probably me rubbing into karen and quinn how i have the every night pass fuck you yeah, there I mean, we go. Oh, i haven't even started loud. yet <laughs> outside voice damn <laughs> yeah don't listen to any of our blather i'm just really excited about it and that they've announced dates and stuff so and you know, quinn's getting over a really bad cold and he just watched the mummy so let him go right <laughs> <laughs> I'm on cold meds and alcohol. That's great. <laughs> it makes them work faster. Exactly. <laughs> That's what I've been told. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, we will see you next episode with uh, already, the Invisible Man. Thank you very much. Yeah. Well, that will wrap it up. So thank you for listening. Uh, check us out on our social media pages. We're on, I guess, I guess they're the big three. Yeah, hell, I don't know. I don't even know what's going on in social media. I just know that we're at News As on Twitter, News As Podcast on Facebook, and News As on Instagram. So like Quinn said, we'll be back with another classic Universal monster movie, or who knows? Like I said, now that dates have been announced, oh, shit, we got to texas chainsaw massacre in april who knows what we might get in mm. the end of march beginning of april so we might be back with an instant reaction but either way we will be back so until then one more time thank you for listening and we'll see you in that next episode thank you for listening to the catacombs of halloween horror nights podcast the catacombs of halloween horror nights is a news as internet entertainment production for more great podcasts and original entertainment visit our website at newsaz.com. The Catacombs of Halloween Horror Nights is not affiliated with nor endorsed by Universal Studios Florida. All Halloween Horror Nights properties, icons, titles, events, and related items are property, trademark, and copyright, Universal Studios, or their respective trademark and copyright holders. For more Halloween Horror Nights coverage, follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash podcast and follow our Twitter account at newsaz. To help support the series and all the work we do at Newsaz, check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.